This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good evening, good afternoon, good day, good morning, good night, goodbye, hello, wherever you are in the world, welcome along, hope you are well, sloppy seconds time, it has to be said, um, uh, if you've missed it, then do get along and watch the, uh, the, 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 the game, the discussion about the loss yesterday. Still hurts a little bit, but there we go. It's LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die, and it is the transfer show. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Good evening to Scott, who is in. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, Senzi a little bit later, mate. So um, do stay tuned. Uh, right, let me welcome my guests in because we've got a couple in today. Um, some say he is the second coming. Some say he doesn't remember the first one. 
We just know he's called Brad. Hello, Brad. <laughs> that is one of the more extravagantly thought-out intros you've given me over the years working here. <laughs> Howdy, Chris. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I've kind of calmed down a little bit now. Uh, I was a little bit annoyed at a certain player uh, yesterday, but look, you know, um, we, we're we're still twenty. Well, I, <laughs> to remind the Coventry fan, I've, we just had on the uh, on the review. Uh, he thought he didn't realise there were quite twenty five points behind us. He thought it was about fifteen. So I think I upset him. But yeah, no, it is okay. what it is. It's one loss, isn't it? It's. Uh, it's not the end of the world yet, so um, no, I'm not doing too bad. Um, how 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 is uh, how is the mother? She's fine. She's 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 happy. She enjoyed the result. Uh, she was shocked shocked by it, but uh, well, uh, still right, in a way. She did. She did. Yeah. She got the score right just the wrong way around. Unfortunately for both <laughs> the, yeah. her prediction and for us, but. Yeah, it was just one defeat, and it was probably the most acceptable defeat given how it played out. Uh, you know, from that red card onwards, really. So, yeah. it's it's nothing really to to get me worried about what's going ahead. No, further. We have we have another guest. Um, he's actually managed to find his way out of Birmingham New Street Station, uh, and I'm glad to say he's made it. Now, some people say that he's looking for work since the Panto season was over, along with the other six dwarfs. We just know yeah. he's called the ant. Oh, no, he's not. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I had all that ready for you the other night on the prediction show, and I couldn't use it. Oh, I love the fact we started down right at the bottom, and it can only get better, can't it? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. Believe you me. I mean... You don't know what Brad called you on the prediction show in when he when he sent me the listing through for the uh, for the table. What did you call him, Brad? Well, I only rightly called him Beans as uh as as two Antonys in here. I, I had to I had to only do one thing respectfully and call him Little Ant. Uh, <laughs> to be honest. So he's had worse. I'm sure he's had worse of an insult. I've had a lot worse, particularly from Chris. So <laughs> Anyway, um, I, I guess he's certainly not happy. I don't know we can call you Grumpy, can't we? Out of the choice of the seven or Dozy, <laughs> one of those two. But uh, no, they're not mutually exclusive, are they? No, no. Um, Birmingham New Street, nice, was it? It's a nice station. Did not plan on spending my Friday evening there, if I'm honest. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there must have been a train between at some point to get you. Eleven o'clock? Did you get home? I got my thing is I got out of Birmingham relatively quickly after I messaged you, but then it was from Birmingham to Nuneaton, and I was stuck in Nuneaton for ages as well. So, again, not a nice place to be stuck in, is it? <laughs> but I got home, which is the main thing. Yes, and you're here now. Right, there's two sides to every transfer window. I'm going to start with the departures. Um, Brad, I mean, he's still saying, uh, is Enzo, we've got to sell to bring in. Um, has that changed, do you think, with the Fatarou sending off? Do we need another somebody now to fill that gap, or have we got enough uh, cover in the squad? No, we've got enough cover in the squad. Uh, you know, um, McAteer played that role before Fatu uh, came in because obviously 
he was on fire at the start of the season. Mm. He scored like five goals and, and he's running a team before he got his injury and Fata was given a chance. So we know the backup there is is more than adequate of doing the job. I mean, you've got you've got a you've got a second choice behind that in in Eunice Atkins. That's what originally he was signed out. I know he's probably done a bit more of a solid job for us in the middle, but he could go there. <laughs> and then the list goes on a little bit, don't you? You could even put Albrighton out on the right if you wanted to, maybe. You know, so I think we're fine. I, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's um, something that's all of a sudden got them flopping at the at the draws to try and go out there and get another winger. Should I know, and that you were hoping we we're going to make a lot of signings just to piss all the other fans off, and I, I'm with you with that one. But for Enzo to come out and say on a couple of occasions, we do need to sell before we can buy. Is that a little bit worrying? It kind of sounds like 12 months ago. It does, but I like the way Enzo's coming out and saying saying it. Before, Brendan came out and said, oh, I don't know if you remember how he was like, oh, it's so hard to move in this market and all of like, the political stuff. Enzo's saying bollocks to that. Get players out the door, I need players in. So he's much more sort of putting the pressure on the board, and I think fantastic. If we don't make any ant, any signings, um, <laughs> I said the other day, because of the strength of our squad and potentially the youngsters we've got coming through as well, and the fact that it would not then upset the squad or in, imbalance the squad by bringing somebody new in, if we weren't to make any signings, it wouldn't be the end of the world for us. It wouldn't in one sense, but it also sets a really bad sort of precedent for Enzo Moresco, who clearly wants a midfielder. It's like if he's not going to get back to it in this window, then who's to say he won't in the summer? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, time will tell. Um, we're on the 14th of January, so we've got. Um, I, I do have something to add on that, if you don't mind, Chris. No, you carry Unless on. You've got a question, yeah. Chris. So it's just that uh, you, you know, Chris, as, as well as anyone who's a regular on here, that I love to watch every bit of content the Leicester put out from the training videos to the press conference. Mm-hmm. Enzo actually did touch upon the situation in regards to money. He was asked several questions at, at his press conference before the Coventry game. And he actually reiterated basically saying that he's still under the same impression he was told when he when he was told about the job and what his availability would be in the transfer window, that Leicester City from his wording he brought up the ffp of last year he brought up the tightness of the struggles they were having funds through covid they were still recovering from that basically insinuating that before he even got offered the job he knew where he stood financially in terms of what if any activity he'd be able to do over each transfer windows and how he'd have to go about getting that i know obviously we talk about the sale of Madison and Barnes, that probably really helped. But Enzo did alert to the fact that the, 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 you know, the owners have now maybe learned from their mistakes with Brendan last season, kind of hiding it and being a bit hush-hush, if you will. They've just been straight up and honest with him, it sounds like. That's what he revealed um, in his words in his press conference, basically saying that, look, the owner's still recovering. I've been told there's no money. I've got to make money. That's what I need to do if I want to, if I feel the need to. So. Fair play, and like you say, you know, it does sound like they've learned, and um, and the fact that uh, Anthony then still wanted to come to us, knowing that he, you know, he hasn't got like a, a war chest as such, um, says a lot for him. It does, but I also think that why, if we go up, sorry, a lot of these players 
a lot of the issues we're now facing in January, we won't have in the summer. No. Most of the players that we want flogged will be moving on mm. regardless. Yes. Yeah. But this is where it becomes very difficult and this is where I will defend the club. It's very hard to sell a player if the player doesn't want to move. A lot of players will happily sit out the last part of this season to maybe not get the move as quickly, but then when they do get the move, there'll be much more sort of value in that move in terms of them getting a signing on bonus and because they're a free agent, they'll get a bigger bigger wage. Is it what's what I'm looking for? Is it worth then um, paying them paying them off to get them on, you know, and just saying, look, you know, you got two years left. And I mean we're gonna go through some of the players whose contracts themselves have expired, but even those that aren't, is it worth paying them off just to get them out the door to free the space up? No, because I just feel like if they're filling a space and they're being like like Harry Sutra is an example, someone who has been used, I don't think you just get rid rid of him because he's got two years left on his contract. But maybe you know you likes that have got six months. You could sort of, I wouldn't go as far as to save him, pay them off their contract, but maybe give them a little bit more or pay the difference of what they would be getting. Yeah. And let's be honest, um, uh, Brad, it's the January window. It's not as important as the uh, summer one. Uh, everything's always you know, up in the air. You're overpaying for players that you want. Uh, you're getting players you don't really need, but you may be just covering injuries. Uh, so it's not the best window, is it? No, it's not. And it's, it's a window that has on more rapidly over the last few years come up for debate of the idea that maybe we should just not have a January window. Uh, or maybe I've heard some people throw around the idea of making it just a loan market, you know, because of what you've just stated there, it's used as an injury cover and, and financially clubs are benefiting to take advantage of that, you know, adding an extra five, 10 million onto a price tag of a player. Uh, and also, you know, it, it's difficult to do business in this window for that, for that reason. So, it's just not a window that's important. And if you're going off the, the emphasis of what Enzo stressed in his, in his interview, then the, the balance of money might shift in the summer to do these deals a bit better and a bit easier. Because I, I understand that, you know, the idea is to maybe see some of these players with the six months left and pay them off. You don't know what hidden bonuses they're earning that you'd have to pay out a right, like loyalty bonuses like Anthony met, where they wouldn't have to pay that if they left on their own sort of free will by running down the contract. So it probably it's probably just beneficial to have them around, sort of thing, and not move them on if we can maybe work out a deal of a loan variety like we have done with other loanies for for certain players that we may want to bring in. Yeah. Uh let's look at the first one then um regarding departures. And I can't believe uh, that we may actually want to hold on to this guy. And look, you know, you know, I like him. Uh, Craig's, um, Craig, um, Ant's going to get really upset because he absolutely loves this guy and doesn't want him to leave at all. It's his hero. Uh, but, you know, Danny Ward, been linked with Sheffield United. We've got rid of one goalkeeper. Uh, as bad as he is, or as bad as, you know, we, we seem to think he is, um, uh, Brad trouble with my names today can we afford to let our third if you like third choice keeper go smithers looked like he's injured so he's, he's just seeing his contract down do we need a, a decent third choice or 
would could we let him go free that space within the squad and then if we're desperate use one of the you know under under you know well youngsters basically i just don't see a situation where he would be required to play for, for us i mean Starchik is very reliable and obviously we saw that early doors of Enzo's decision making in in the early rounds of the cup uh, and in pre-season I think with his performances you know his his, his beneficial choice was obviously Starchik was is more agile on his feet he seems to play a lot like a Manson so he fits the mentor of what he wants as goalkeepers and I think unfortunately for Danny Ward being like the scapegoat, the guy that was thrown under the bus during our torrid, torrid season last season, but some of the goals he conceded, you know, we, we people glossed over some of the games he kept us in with some great saves. And unfortunately, once once your reputa reputation's kind of damaged in that way, you're never going to be trusted by the fans. You know, I think he's one of the names that if we had to rely on him in goal because of his, you know, his, his short but not brilliant time as number one choice, it's going to fill fans with dread and I think that's what Enzo doesn't want you know that sort of thing here and look Sheffield United if you if they're you know they're desperate to stay in the premiership they want a goalkeeper and if he's wanting to go there and be a first choice and try and get himself back on track and get maybe even get a move away in the summer I, I'm all for it because I, I would I, I don't see a situation where we need it and even if we did I, I, I just think he's he's not anywhere in Enzo's plans for the type of keeper he wants there. So I could only imagine if it did need a third keeper and Smithers was injured, it, it would be the under-21s under keeper that would step up ahead of Ward in the order. Yeah. So I'm happy for the move to go ahead. Your thoughts, uh, Ant? I think, I think uh, Brad's been quite nice on Danny Ward. I think his get tenure last year as our number one was too long, not a very short one. I think about 20 games too long, but whatever by it. He's, he's, that sort of proves the point of exactly that what he was saying, that if he's in goal, fans are not going to have any faith in him at all. And also, do you think he doesn't suit the style at all? He can, like he does not suit the modern goalkeeper the way Enzo wants. And how likely is it we'll see our third keeper like forced to play? So just if you can get rid of him, good luck to him. Uh, yeah, all I'm thinking of, obviously, if Hermanson has a long-term injury and then Stolchuk comes in, whilst I'd be very happy for him to come in and cover, because I think he's a good goalkeeper, I think he made some great saves in, 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 the, in the cup game, uh, but it's Sod's law that he would then go and get injured in the game himself. It is, like in a sense, but at the same time, I think even if that happens, there's much more future in playing a young a young up-and-coming keeper like is Brad Smith, I believe, the academy keeper or someone like that mm. compared to playing Danny Ward, who doesn't fit the system, isn't particularly sort of felt that warmly to, I think is the nicest way to put it, by the yeah. fan base. So, I don't know. Just, if you can get rid of him, good luck. And I don't know what Sheffield United are trying to do. It's like they're almost tr trying to get themselves relegated. First taking Luke Thomas and then the keeper from last year. <laughs> well, coming to Luke Thomas in, in a second. Of course, they've also been linked with Schmeichel. I love Schmeichel, but he, like he was declining at the end with yeah. us. Yeah. You know when it's gonna and I'm gonna sound really negative now, and I hope this isn't the case if he goes there. You know when you're gonna look at someone and think that's not the same man it was a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I, I agree. I, I mean I was I said when he went. 
whilst I wasn't particularly, I didn't like the way the way that he went. I think he had to go. I think you know his last season with us, and I think you you agreed with me when I said it, Brad. Uh, the la his last season with us probably made us realise that his his best days were behind him. Yeah, it's sad to say it because, like I said, top and bottom, we've had the same opinion. So some people have had the same opinion about Casper's time coming to an end for the last few seasons with us, as as as, as some have spoke about Jamie Vardy. Both will be legends at the club. Only one of them's managed to outstay the axe, if you will, at Leicester. And that's probably a little bit more sentimental for Vardy, especially this season, uh, as it's been. But Casper's time was coming to an end as well. There was there was cracks coming in in, in his ability uh, and what his capabilities are at that age and at that level. He's still a great keeper. Uh, who knows? You know, he might. You know, he could have been like what Kalar Navas was to Forest last year when he came in and kept up with his performances. After mm -hmm. they got rid of uh, Dean Henderson, who knows? But yeah, I'm, I, I was I was ready as as you were, Chris, for him to have moved on. As much as I love him as a goalkeeper, yeah. I'm just looking here. Alex Smith's contract runs out thirtieth uh, of June this year. Um, Danny Ward is he's got so he's got till till June twenty five um, when his contract runs out. Um, just out of interest, let's just see how much. How much he's earning? Because um, that might be a problem, mightn't it? Because of course he's one. I think he's one of the uh, the higher paid people that are with us. Let me just see if it shows um, his wage at all. No, it doesn't. I mean, we paid twelve million for, for to Liverpool for him. I could imagine. But he's had a contract extension since then. Yeah, I can imagine he's on a bit of an upright. I have because... a feeling, and I'm not hundred percent sure. It's in between forty-five and fifty-five. Yeah, I'd, I've been looking at that. Maybe even as high as 60, you know, because when he got that increase, he was being tipped to replace Casper, wasn't he? Because he was exactly. getting a lot of cup games for us. Exactly. Right, well, what, they, what they've said about him here, um, goalkeeper Danny Ward is certainly one candidate for potential Leicester City part to this month. The 30-year-old has largely been ignored at the King Power Stadium in terms of selection this season. Uh, given that lack of involvement, clubs have been sniffing around and there's been rumour reported that a Premier League club could be keen to take the Welshman this month, uh, which, of course, is Sheffield United. Uh, they're currently exploring a deal for the 30-year-old with Ward set to be high up on Blades boss Chris Wilder's wish list this month. Uh, and Sky Sports also claim that Ward would be interested. And I guess he would. It's Premier League. And the thing is, whether you know he he would want to stay and, and take the money with us. Um, and look, you know, we've got the Euros coming up, and Wales. I think are they, Wales are there, or they're in the playoffs. One of the two. Um, and if he's going to want to be in that team, he's going to be need to be getting regular football, isn't he? He is, but he's a strange one and a really unique one. But he spent pretty much his entire career on the bench, hasn't he? Mm. Like. But he did. He did get cup games, didn't he? Occasionally, yeah. But you say that, you know, when we won the FA Cup, Schmeichel mm. started every game, didn't he? Did he? Did he not? Did um? Yeah, no, that was the first. No, that was the first season that Casper actually played every single FA Cup game. It used to get to about the, depending depending on how far we got in the competition. It used to depend when he put Casper in, because I remember in the. Carabao Cup semi-finals against Villa. I think we played Casper in both of them, didn't we? 
And I think it depended for Brendan. When he felt it was a game that Leicester weren't too fussed about, he'd play him. But when we won the FA Cup, he actually went full strength in goal. Yeah, so I don't know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he's happy to sit on the bench. I really wouldn't. He's done it for the majority of his career. What's another six months, year to, to do it? I suppose if he's getting good money, like the you thing said. is as well, it's like there's no point him like really pushing for a move to Sheffield United to be in exactly the same position again next year on less money in the championship. True, but the only thing is, I'm thinking if he is going to be the number one choice at Sheffield United, and he probably can't do any worse than whoever's in that position at the moment. That sounds it, like a challenge to him. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it might—I don't know. Time will tell us. Was with everything. Okay. Um, let's just go through those that could potentially leave the club uh, at the uh, end of this season because of the contracts. Uh, and another City player linked with a move away from the transfer window uh, is Dennis Pratt. Um, but he's been linked away before. He's gone away on loan. He's come back. He's wanted to fight for his place. Um, According to journalist Sasha Tavalieri, well done, Chris, those that know me, the midfielder could soon permanently return to his homeland in Belgium uh, with the player on the radar, it says here, of Royal Antwerp. Uh, Tavalieri suggests it may be a deal that takes a bit of time, though, so it could be one that could go right down to the wire in the transfer window. Pratt certainly looks as though he could be another Leicester player departing this month either way. For me, Brad, come to you first. I think for me, sick note... If we can get rid of him now, get rid of him and make a, a place available in the squad. Yes, yeah, sadly, I have to agree with you. I've said this a few times, haven't I? He's got like a mini cult following, even though he's not had much success or luck when it's come to his playing time at Leicester. You know, he's you know he was left out in the cold. Uh, I did think, I think, uh, I think I was you know one of a few that were thinking when we got rid of Tillemans, uh, that maybe this would be his chance to shine under whoever was going to be our new manager. Um, obviously, at that point, we didn't know because it was all technically Dean Smith going into the, the last week of it. But we we, we we thought maybe when Tillemans leave, this would be his chance to step up and take that role. Unfortunately, uh, injuries have been a big part of him. And if we can get something for him in January, even if it's on sort of the last day sort of thing, um, you know, when things move quickly with with someone we'll talk about later, he would be a player that it is potential to go in January if the option's there. Because <clears throat> although Enzo likes to rotate his squad, I think we've seen where that restriction lies. Dennis Pratt is probably fourth choice in a in a very bulky midfield, and I just think I think he deserves, and we would like to see him play first team football more. And if it's elsewhere. Then, 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 so be it. Just for the good of his career, and like you said, Chris, that will that will be a stage towards potential arrivals that we're going to talk about later on, potentially happening. Yeah, um, just checking, Danny Ward, and I don't know how true these things are. Obviously, it's internet. You you take it all with a pinch of salt. Uh, Danny Ward's on forty thousand a week. It says uh, Dennis Pratt uh, and seventy five thousand pounds a week. Doesn't surprise me. Mm. Doesn't surprise me. But the thing with Dennis Pratt, I feel like you could play this little clip from we're talking about now from now and not have any one of any clue whether we're talking about this year, last year, the year before, the year before. It 
feels like the same conversations we've had about him for years. Mm. So. But do you agree? Do you think when it comes to I mean, all right, if he's like you say, he he's probably one player that I wouldn't say let's keep at the end of the season if he does get through this window. Uh, if he is brought on for a game, if he if he if he manages to stay on longer than ten minutes without getting an injury, it's something. He is literally a sick note, isn't he? He's a, he's a sick note, and he's also one of those that when he plays, I think people have said like, oh, he's totally technically good, and like what he offers is brilliant. And it's like it's all well and good saying that we haven't seen it anywhere near enough, even when he has played. You see mm. glimpses, and it's not as if he's a young kid. He should be one of particularly this year in the Championship, if he was ever going to step up, it would have been this year. And he yeah. looks further away from the squad now than he ever has. Yeah, yeah. Um, shame, but there, there, there we go. Um, right. I mean, it's probably as well that Brad's not on camera. They haven't got sort of uh, internet down in Cornwall. But um, we won't see him cry when I when I say uh, Nigerian international striker Kelechi Inacho could well be another Foxes player heading for the exit door this month. In some ways, given his quality, it was surprising to see him remain at the KP following the club's relegation, and his contract situation only makes a January exit all the more likely. I mean, um, let's just have a look. I mean, uh, I've lost I've lost Kelechi and Nacho. Where is he? Um, he? He runs that. Does he not run out this year? He does. He does. Well, he's, he's, he's not on my list. Uh, but I can tell you, Brad, that he is actually on approximately 80,000 a week. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's it's sad because I really was one of them people that when we were first linked with him from Man City, I was thinking, well, we've got no chance of signing him, but he's a real raw talent that's got that potential. You saw some of the things he was doing at Man City, and yeah, okay, you look at the talent they had working around him. But sometimes you can kind of say if he can replicate that in any form of squad, and we're, we're pretty half decent at that point. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, we've had a pretty decent squad around us. I just, I was one of them that really thought, yeah, even in this sort of squad, he can still do that. He'll do well. And <clears throat> kind of like what you said about Dennis Pratt, if there was ever a chance to kind of really come out of that, that mist and kind of really come out and reprove yourself and start, flourishing in your career this was supposed to be the season where Kelechi and Acho was going to bag 20 plus goals get like 15 assists and be the absolute dumb king of the championship and leave it everybody training in its wake and it just hasn't happened and yeah you talk contract situations you know I know a striker that's that's recently just bagged four goals in five games or something like that and he's now away on African um Cup of Nations duty who has I have more faith and interest in keeping around because of his contract length than I do Ian Acho at this moment in time. And as much as it pains me to say, because I really wanted it to be a success and take off, what, four goals this season? Mm. He's probably in that category of players that are just here to either do the job when called upon, but if a move comes up, they'll leave. Uh, if, if someone like Crystal Palace want to get a deal over the line and we can get some money for him, in January, I don't even care now if it's like five million and half the price we're asking for in the summer. I'd rather take that for him now because he just doesn't seem that sort of player that's that's one in is up for the challenge. He doesn't like the fight for his position. It seems. Um, so yeah, if, if if someone does make that a permanent move, 
I, I actually can't believe I'm saying it, but I wouldn't be against it right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and I mean, at the start of the season, Vardy and Iheanacho, you thought were the two that were going to be battling out for that uh, strike one striker role. But like, like you know, um, uh, uh, Brad's just said, Inacho's form has dropped drastically before he went off to to Afcon. I know he had a bit of an injury. Vardy, I mean, he's on he's, Vardy's on one hundred and forty thousand pounds a week, and they're talking about giving him an extra year's contract so he can bow out in the Premier League. Sorry, for one hundred forty-five thousand pounds, he doesn't offer enough these days. When you got the like of Daku's on seventy-five and Cannon, I'm not sure what he's on. His wages isn't uh, isn't up here, but he's he's new signing, so he won't he won't be on obviously anywhere near that. Um, it's a case of we either cash in on him now, or we he's going to go at the end of the season on a free. Um, would you cash in on him? If there's that interest, and also the fact that he's let his contract get into the last six months shows that he doesn't really have that much. He's not that invested in what Leicester are doing. It's like mm. he would have signed his contract ages ago. The fact he's let it drag out and drag out and drag out, it's like there's got to be a point where we put our foot down and say, "Off you go." I mean, again, like like it's like Tillerman's Mark Two, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You know, um, fortunately, like I say, Dakar who. The start of the season, we thought he's on his way out and came very close to, to leaving. Uh, and though, let's be honest with you, he, he only did what he could do, which was come in and score goals exactly the same as Tom Cannon. And if those were the two that we had to rely on for the rest of the season, because um, I think I really think, as much as I love Vardy, he shot his bolt. Uh, if it's that, it is Daku and Cannon, I'd be quite happy. I would have been like to have Vardy there as a third choice if need be. Oh, well, good. he's a third, yeah, because he's got the contract again until the summer, hasn't he? Yeah, so, and I agree with what you said about Vardy, by the way. Like, I would like him to bow out on top at the end of this season, winning the championship. But again, that's yeah. a conversation for a different different day. Yes, yeah, no, you, you, I, I'm, you, you're right. I, I would like to see him go out, and I think if he's, if we do keep hiring for your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Keeping for another year and it's £140,000 a week for a player that will probably spend half the season injured. I think it's a hell of a lot of uh, money that could, and that could be paying for another couple of players. Let's be brutally honest. And like, as much as I love Vardy, and I think he's almost earned that right to leave when he wants because of what he's done for the club. I think mm. to, if he's going to stay, he needs to. He would need to take a wage cut. But yeah. also, like, 
and I know the whole team was bad, but last time we were in the Premier League, he didn't exact he he was struggling. You know mm. what I mentioned about earlier with Schweikel and you worry about him coming back and not being the same player? I think yeah. that's exactly what happens with Vardy. Yeah. Um just to sort of group everybody else together, um, Brad. Uh, the other players that are whose contracts are running out, Mark Albrighton, uh, Yannick Vestergaard, uh, Wilfred Ndidi. Um, of those, any you would keep or, or, or would you let go if the right offer comes in? Uh, I'd, I'd probably keep them all, if I'm being honest to you. Um because they're all vital to the cause right now and with the greatest respect again all brighton's another one you add into that category given his age given his limited game time you know there's no harm in keeping him around as a, as, as a backup you know we talked about it about fatal with his red card we've got the backup there we don't really need him you know all brighton can play there and he has featured every so often under enzo so he's he still got some part to play best guards are a starter uh, I, I don't think a, a serious real reality check talk would be needed in the summer between Enzo and and, and Vestergaard whether he'd want to actually extend his contract further with us when we're in the Premiership if that's where we are going to be assuming things keep going how they how they've gone so far. Um, and then the same probably with 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 Indeedy because again I know he's out for a while, um, but he's been critical this season and even. When he comes back near the end of the season, he could still prove very critical, and you know, in, in, in our course. And then again, that's another conversation um, to to be had. But you know, there's no one there that you've mentioned that I really think. Oh, we should just get rid of them for the sake of get rid of them. That you know, you know, if they if they're deemed to be good enough and play next season, and Enzo sees that, and the player believes they're going to get what they want out of their own football time with Leicester next season. We may extend them, but if not, for what it's worth and what we'll get out of them. And, and more importantly, Chris, what we would lose by not keeping hold of them. Yeah. You know, just to, just to get rid of them because it won't sign a new contract. Some of these players, especially in DD and, and Vestergaard, who are main starters, it just it just defeats the purpose, Yeah, in my opinion. And can I just talk about Ndidi being, being injured? But the others, um, Vestergaard um, and Albrighton, um, would you let either of those go, or two go if uh, the offers came in? I think you let Albrighton go regardless, if I'm honest, at the end of the season. His game time has been limited in the Championship. Like We can't on one sat and moan about squad places and then be sentimental of keeping Albrighton around as a third or fourth choice option. Hmm. So... So again, Investigard. I think that's a as Brad said, that's a decision. Enzo Mareska and Investigard have to have. Is he going to be the main man next year? Is he going to be happy with the role of being rotation? So, personally, I would, but it's like, again, it's a conversation to be had in the summer. I don't think there's any rush with that one. Mm. No, I agree. Well, moving on now to. Um, Arrivals, if we do actually sign anybody, um, um, that we will wait and see. Like I say, it's only about 17 days to go. It could be a 
a very much a last minute uh, window if we've got to get out to get in as they say but somewhere i want to talk to uh brad first of all somebody who's come back um on loan sheffield united uh luke thomas and um, damaged goods in a way really because his confidence must be absolutely shot and to be told in no uncertain terms like by a team like as bad as sheffield united and let's be honest with you they are awful and as bad i mean you know as bad as they are i'm not sure what points they got are they going to beat derby's points this season i'm really not sure um to be sent back and say we don't we don't need you um he's going to go straight out on loan again if we can he's not he hasn't got a future with us has he brad no not at all um i don't know how long he's contracted to us for this is certainly for me one uh because you've got to remember as well christensen uh has out on loan he's i think doesn't he hasn't he gone with some potential to to get an instant value yeah. for him as well yeah. So, you know, obviously Enzo, a bit cutthroat in a way. I suppose we glossed over how quickly he kind of dismissed certain players not fitting into or wanting to try and adapt to fit into how he wants certain players to play in certain positions. So for me, yeah, he just comes back. Uh, don't get comfy on the so sofa or the couch, whatever you want to call it, I'm afraid, Luke, because, um, look, as much as I appreciate and thank him for everything he did, because he did step up in games. Got to we appreciate did, the fact that he stepped down, up. We at times. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we shouldn't be so harsh on him. He goes with, uh, you know, all the best to see in his career. But Ant's right. His confidence is not for six. And like you said, like you said, Chris, he can't get into a Sheffield United team. That tells you where his head's at, his, his ability. He needs a fresh start. He needs a... Like a fresh reason to be hungry for the game of football again, it seems, because he just doesn't seem to have that desire to have the fight in him to to mm -hmm. adapt and learn uh, for whatever reason. So, yeah, get him out, maybe even on a deal like Christensen where someone's willing to pay something for him in the summer and we can agree something. I, I, I don't know if that's not going to be able to be doable. The end of the summer. Well, then get him out on loan and, and, and maybe he just go. He's, he's one that joins the pile of uh, wage doc, uh, you know, <laughs> he's just going to be one of them players that come next season will be a weight off the wage bill and we just we take have, that take accept, the air on it. exactly we have to accept don't we Ant, that as much as we are like players whatever if they don't fit into the manager's plans there's no point in keeping them no and i've never been a fan of oh he's a good lad and like oh he's a local lad it's like you're either good enough or you're not and like as as like cutthroat and harsh as it sounds He's proved in the last 18 months that he's not good enough. Mm. And I think that she the time going to Sheffield United was like really like a, a like, and it sounds brutal, I think it was a reality check that mm. actually he is a very, very like limited footballer at Premier League level. But I also think, I don't wish, like, I wish, it, wish him well, but I just don't think there's a future for him at Leicester. No. A bit like Christensen is he doesn't fit into Enzo's formation and style. Rene says, what do you think about this, Ant? Rene says Thomas need to back, uh, or I presume he needs him back, in my in his opinion. We don't, do we? He's, he, he's just not going to fit into our team. Respectfully disagree. We don't play with a left-back as it is. He's not very good going forward, so he won't be able to play that third left-back role that um, JJ and Callum Doyle have done. Physically, he's not particularly strong. And 
I honestly don't think there's a huge amount of difference between him now and when he broke through four or five years ago. Mm. Like you say, when we needed him, yes, he was there. But as soon as other players are available, he, he's, he's, he's not going to be... Uh, well, like I say, he doesn't even fit into his plans. And uh, uh, he'd be behind Christian, if we, you know, so I think, if we did anyway. Um, I'm going to move on now to one that... Well, I'm just going to get the Leicester Mercury up here, um, where they are saying... Um, what is it if I press the right button? Um, that he, he wants to come. Uh, if he does, he's very cheap. But again, a bit of a, a, a sick note, Brad. Um, but uh, it says here, it, Inter Milan midfielder Stefano Senzi has now said yes to joining Leicester City. Uh, it has been claimed the 28-year-old has been linked with a move to the King Power Stadium this week uh, with reports emerging that Leicester had inquired about the midfielder's availability and that's uh, according to an italian newspaper uh i mean look he in he, he, he's, he's won the italian league with inter uh he's won the italian cup uh he's won the super cup with them um and he's sort of a central midfielder but can always his main role but can also play attacking midfield and um defending midfield 28 years old he is your thoughts on him brad this may weirdly be a transfer that I am I'm happy for with his caliber. Uh, you know, I'm happy to understand his win, winning mentality, his caliber, his experience that he brings to the club. I think he's a player that, given all the youth that we've got in our, uh, especially in that area, but not just that on 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 the width as well. You know, we've got young players in the middle of that park. Uh, they can draw a lot from a player of this calibre, this understanding, you know, and, and what he's learned over his career and the kind of opposition he comes up against. I think this is one of them signings where Leicester are starting to cast one eye on potential futures. And what I mean by that is not just the players that are out of contract and potentially leaving us at the end of the season. You know, we're, we're kind of getting ahead of that race to potentially for the void of maybe an Ndidi or a Dennis Pratt would probably be the natural one that's going to leave to potentially make room for this transfer if it's to happen in January. But also thinking ahead to where Leicester are going to be playing their football next season because he sounds like a guy that, I know, like you say, he's a little bit injury-prone, maybe has a niggle here and there. But I think his experience in World of Wealth, with, like I said, again, the youngsters, that not only come throughout the team, but the majority of them are in that middle-of-the-park area, uh, that we've got at the club, and obviously Alvarez and 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 that coming through from the youth, uh, he sounds like the midfielder version of Johnny Evans in that sense. Like his experience that Leicester are looking for to add into that position, someone who's got knowledge of of, of the footballing world and what it's like to play at the top level. You know, into Milan, he's been playing in European competitions, Chris. So I'm I'm actually excited about this sign, and I wonder if maybe this will be one that. It comes in conjunction with, you know, as you mentioned, Pratt leaving, mm -hmm. and 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 we having this intimate, this instant replacement ready to bring in. Because I'm, I've, I actually have looked at his record, and it's quite exciting to bring in, if we can really? get the deal done. Possibly a Pratt swap deal. I don't think Inter are one of the teams that are interested in Pratt. Um, he's twenty eight, and so he's he's, he's a, a little bit different from our the normal one where we buy them young and sort of, you know, develop them. 
but he has played uh, for Italy under 17s, under 20s, and the full squad, but not the 21s. Nine times for the full squad, scoring three goals. Only played three times this season. Your thoughts on him? Basically agreeing with everything Brad says, which I don't Good like God. the fact I do that. It's, no. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, like as much as I like the fact we're buying in these young players, you do need a bit of experience and a balance to go with it. Yeah. Uh, his injury record is a risk, like, but it's one that's a calculated risk. It's for a £2 million fee, I think yeah. you you take the risk with that one. But what I would say with him is we can't just wait and wait and wait and hope that he's still available at the end of the window. Mm. It's like, it's, we're not, as, we're not a, a Barcelona or a Real Madrid where players will wait for us. We need to sort of act somewhat quickly. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said there, you know, and it, it is literally £2 million, isn't it? I mean, we're probably paying that in Vardy's wages till the end of the season. Yeah, no, I exaggerate a bit, but you know what I mean. I don't think it is when you think about how much he's earning. But um, it's one of those as well, though. It's a priority position. Everyone who's semi-reliable has said that a midfielder for us is a priority position. Yeah. If it's for Man Enzo wants, go and get him. But I love the fact that Enzo directly talked about him, which makes me think it's a lot closer to being done than uh, we thought than we think. Because he did it about Hermanson, then a couple of days later we signed Hermanson. So. The fact that he he did say that makes me think that we're a lot closer to signing him than maybe is being let out. Well, it says that, again, according to the Gazzetta della Sport, again, well done, Chris, um, uh, he's agreed to join Leicester because there was some rumour at the start that he didn't want to, but the low price tag comes with his inter-contract expiring in six months, so it, it's one of those. Uh, and you've got to say, uh, Brad, an Italian manager trying to sign an Italian player, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, you, you speak to these ex-players and they talk about them. And, you, you know, the world of YouTube, you can find a million podcast channels speaking to all kinds of players from all over the world and whatever career they've had. And there are selling points to a club. You know, Leicester's position's got to be a, a keen eye. Enzo speaking so highly of him obviously benefits, you know, I'm sure his agents showing him that video during the press conference and all the talks he's had about him or any paper articles, you know, and, and you know, Leicester's recent history is also a selling point, you know, being in European competition. So the name's a bit more experienced, a bit more known and having that Italian connection does you no harm. And obviously he'll also have Cassidy there to talk to as well. So he's got a player and a manager that can speak speak to him in, 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 in Italian if it helps bed, embed him in. So, you know, there's other things as well, I'm sure, who he's uh, intrigued by. Maybe our European state-of-the-art training ground is, is still playing a part in, in getting his plays in, I don't know. But, yeah, look, he'd be a good signing. And, and for two million, you know, if you're even if you're saying at full whack, Inter would want 15 if he had a contract with them. You know, if, to get him for two million, it's an absolute bargain. And, you know, like Ant says, even though his injury concerns a little bit one, two million, it's a calculated gamble worth taking for what he'll bring to the club. I think so. Uh, this one popped up when I was searching, uh, Ant, and I can't see this one coming off. Jack Clark uh, at Sunderland. I mean, you know, they're not going to sell, are they, to a basically a promotion rival? Uh, that said, you know, his main position is a left winger, but he can play on the right wing or the left midfield as well. 
he's only 23 years old. Uh, he's in the Sunderland first team. He's played 27 appearances. Um, it says here 13 goals and two assists uh, for yellow card. Sounds perfect, but he isn't going to come, is he? No, and I saw the article. It said we're interested in him along with like 35 other clubs. And it's like, I bet you we've got a list of about 150 players we're interested in. Mm. But it's like, he's already had that Premier League move once. I think if he's going to do it again, he's going to go somewhere where he knows he's going to stay in the Premier League, not somewhere where there's a possibility of being back in the Championship. Uh, yeah. As much as people won't like to hear about that, that is a possibility next year. So, mm. we good player. Would like him at Leicester, isn't coming to Leicester. No. Would you agree, Brad? Uh, not entirely. Um, it just depends on him. I think this move and any left-sided winger that we're going to get linked with, and again, Ant's right, we, we get linked with 150 and uh, we're also selling 112. You know, it's, it's always the case with these mad windows, especially when you're on the forefront Um looking like a return to the Premier League helps as well with all these players we're linked with. I wouldn't be opposed to the move. Uh, I'm not sure how realistic it is. I think Ant's right. If he's going to go to Premiership, he might want more of a guarantee that it's going to be a, a team that's embedded in, maybe a Brentford, someone like that he might look at because they've been there and settled in now. Um, but it, it all depends on him, does it? Because I know Rene's just put there, yes, we do need backup to Mavadidi. Mavadidi's, what, a year and a half, two years older than him at most. So he's going to be the first team choice. We know, you know, we talk about how, you know, Enzo's alerted to Stefano a lot and spoke about him more, which makes him sound like a signing. With Mavadidi, he's always singing his praise and encouraging him to do better and keep doing what he's doing. Is Would Clark be interested in being an impact sub? Because that's what he'd be, Chris, wouldn't he? He would be there if Mavadidi gets injured, and a backup sub to come on for maybe 20 minutes here and there. That's mm. the only way I can see him coming through the door. I don't see it being a pliable one unless that's what Clark's up for being, because I just don't see him being knocking Mavadidi out of that team. To be fair, excuse me. To be fair, like you look at his numbers, uh, the only person who really matched Mavadidi this season, and he's doing that in not as, as good as Sunderland team. I love Fatui, but. And this is hypothetical because I don't think it happens. If Jack Clark comes in, Fatou sees the bench. Like, I'm, it's just you don't sign a player like that and then him not start. Mm. No, fair point. Fair point. Um, if I said Salah, don't get excited, Rene. <laughs> it's not Mo, <laughs> it's Ibrahim uh, from Stad Rene. Thank you very much, Ant. Um, that we were linked with a while ago. Uh, doesn't seem to want to go away. 12 appearances um, for the French side this season. Three goals, um, two yellow cards. Uh, main possession on the position on the left wing, but he can play as a second striker. He's 22, and he has um, made five appearances uh, for the Moroccan under-23s. Uh, this isn't the, the Moroccan player we were linked with before, was it? Yeah. Is it the same one? So, well, to be fair, we've been linked with Elias Chair as well, who I believe is Moroccan from. QBA. Oh no, no, we were linked with somebody after the World Cup, weren't we? Oh no, that's the lad who's gone to France, wasn't it? Uh, well, right, right. I know who you mean, but it's not the same yeah. person. No. Um, again, do you think this one might happen? 
No, it just feels like it. And I, I know it's not great to say for a transfer news show. I said it on my video. It seems like a story for the sake of a story. We need an attacking midfielder, and he's a promising young player in France. It just and feels it's not like, like we're... No, no, fair point. And, and Brad, it's not like uh, we are desperate for wingers like we were sort of <laughs> past few seasons. No, but the fact that he can convert into a second striker does ring a bit of interest to, to to me because I know we've just talked about it, but if you say um, we we have one eye on the future or a long-term interest because he's 22, if you say going forward, right, Leicester have Dakar and Tom Cannon and Vardy retires at the end of the season we, and, and Nacho's either gone or goes at the end of the season, if we've brought this guy in in January, who who would be a bench player, who would have to worm his way into not worm his way into the team, but he have to, yeah, you know, etch his way into the team, get into get up to play, and he'd be one for the future. If he's someone that matches that, he you know he's ticking some of Enzo's boxes. He's young, he's versatile. Uh, he obviously wouldn't mind adapting to a new position because he he's obviously been played as a striker to get that recognition as a second striker. Having him there as an option to know that he could come on and try and mix things up to replace either Mavadidi or Fatawu to maybe change how we, how we attack down a certain side. Or even better, you know, Cannon picks up a bit of a knock and we don't want to risk him, so we take him off. We can put this guy on or Dakar. I, I, I would be opposed to a sign of that, but it is one of them that, like Ant said, every up-and-coming promising you know, sort of player that can play that sort of role is going to get linked with us because everybody knows it is a position we do want to add a little bit of depth to on that left side. So we'll see. Maybe there's a little bit to it with the fact that he could come on and be a striker. Who knows? I just want to touch on this one, and please don't walk out on me when I mention this name, but um, someone who's a free agent and has just sacked um, all his his, um, agent staff, including some of his own family, in an attempt to try and get a club quickly. And I haven't got uh, any artwork for it because I've discovered across this late. Um, Jesse Lingard and is available. I hope he stays available. Don't want him. To be straight to the point, it's like yeah. a couple of years ago, fantastic. Now, the fact he's been a free agent for however long and can't get a squat, get a club, that says more about him than anything. Yes, yeah. And I, I, I knew you were going to do that, Brad. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to go off and laugh, and laugh on camera, otherwise poor Ant's, uh, poor no, little Ant would have got a point out, out about this. He's out there as a free agent and, you know. There's a, reason, there's a reason for it, mate. Stay there. I mean, he couldn't get his career restarted if you gave him the keys on a brand new engine. He's absolutely hopeless. He was all, he was, uh, he was like, Belly Alley, old gold, gold, Deli Belly, as I called him. Deli Alley, he was a one season or a couple of season red art, and then he just went off the boil. His, his arrogance, his attitude, his entitlement. I mean, that, that, that statement he made demanded basically that he was, did, he deserved a like testimonial because he'd been there 10 years. It's like, grow up, kid. You spent six of them years on the bench or out on loan. 
do yourself a favour and get off your high horse. I wouldn't want him anywhere near the club. If you want to talk about signing that would upset the apple cart, you've just mentioned him in one. Oh, I'm going to mute myself. I'm getting a bit upset about this because you've upset me bringing up Lingard. Why would you bring up such a player? That stupid Pied Piper celebration made me stop playing FIFA, for God's sake. He's traumatised me. I'm leaving. I'm going to go speak to my therapist. <laughs> That's a no then, Brad. <laughs> oh, no. No, bring him in. I was joking. April Fool's, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's also, can you say, since we had him on loan, he hasn't particularly talked nicely of his time at Leicester last time. No, no. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, I very much put it in there to uh, create a bit of a stir rather than with any serious thoughts about him. Um, anybody, Ant, that you want to bring up? Yeah, I'd, there's this French kid at PSG I'd love, Mbappe. I think he could do a job for us. Why not? Um, I mean, we, we we play like PSG at the moment. We are the, we are PSG of the uh, Championship, aren't we? No, to be honest, I don't have any names that stick out of the front of my head. But a lot of the signings we've made this summer, I hadn't heard of last season. If I'm going to be 100 percent honest, so hmm. again, just wait and see what what comes up. Really, uh, Brad Scott saying, uh, I always well Scott and Rene uh, that Perez has become a free agent. I don't know about that. Well, I, I don't know. How, how do how do we time people out on this side chat, Chris? Do you know? Because I could time Scott out just for insinuating that Perez could come back to the club as a free agent. Um, so he's not a free agent, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know about bringing players in because uh, I think the names we've discussed are probably we've probably locked in one or two that we would be interested in going for. Especially Stefano seems like a more interesting one. I would be more interested if they're not going to get the chance to impress this season, given the gulf um, of players that are in front of them. Maybe, as much as we're excited to see the likes of Albrook and Braybrook play this season, it just doesn't seem viable that they're going to get a chance in there. I think the midfield three is pretty locked in. And given the circumstances to Eunice and Cassidy being lone players and not permanent one, he's probably edging his bets more over them. Maybe him, maybe them pair and Nelson we could send out on loan. I wouldn't be adverse to them going to like the championship uh, out on loan because I think if they're going to be a part of the future next season um, at, a, at a Premier League level, then we need to get game time under the belt. And and it's clear from even a balanced perspective who got them into the first team last year uh, before their injury, obviously, uh, that they that they're too good for an under 23s competition playing week in week out maybe they need to go to a team down in the second half of the championship if you will um i, I wouldn't be opposed to them three going out alone i know people want to see them in the first team but after a bit of time away and not playing chris eventually their names are going to go to the back of the minds of people in the back of the queue in the pecking order unless unless enzo can see what they're capable of doing in a competitive environment, if you will. I, they're, they're three names I would be up for seeing go out on loan. I know they've been in and around the first team, but they've not featured over a busy Christmas period. When do they feature would be my biggest question. I think it's going to be um, a very interesting deadline day for Leicester this uh, this year. I think we did it, we did early business in, uh, or the, you know, in the summer or... We're just going to make the one sign in, and I think if we do, Senzi looks to be the one that it's going to be. Guys, thanks very much. Like I say, it is all rumour at this stage, of course. And thank you very much for joining us, young man. 
Um, give a shout out. Your link is in the description below, but just give a shout out as to where you can be found. Uh, so Ant's Leicester fan channel again was meant to have a roundup show and a championship panel show tonight. Can't do that because my fire alarm keeps going off every half an hour, but do make sure to subscribe to Ant's Leicester fan channel for more of that kind of content. Ladies, that's because he's hot stuff. That's why he's alarm keeps going off. And all the best, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. See you later, mate. Cheers. Bye-bye. Take care, mate. And Brad, um, tell everybody where you can be found. Yeah, well, I can obviously be found here, but uh, as you may be able to tell by the logo, I also am the runner of LTID TV2, that hosts football quiz channels, which I am still working through, but we are going to get that up and running. Uh, and if you love the Leicester City women's uh, and you're a big follower of them and you want in somewhere else to go for your content for them, uh, they have just returned in a triumphant derby, better than the men's side. They have. They, they rolled over a certain Derby County in the fourth round of the FA Cup. So just like the men's side, they're now to get it done in the Cup. Uh, and unlike the men's side, they're now to beat a, a local Derby side. Uh, four line score, Neil Chris. We've seen that before when Leicester play Derby. It's quite a common one. Uh, the Leicester play Derby. So if yeah. you want to, if you are wanting Leicester women's content, which I will be returning to once I'm actually back and out of Cornwall, being able to produce it for you, then make sure you head over to my channel and give us a subscription there and show all your love and support as you do here. Indeed, and um, also for quizzes as well. That's the place to go for all LTIDs, LTIDs, TVs, quizzes. Um, thanks very much, Brad, and I will see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully we can bounce back uh, next week as well, because it's, yeah, uh, it's a tough indeed. one as well. Indeed, and we'll have the prediction show, obviously, before then as well. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yeah. All the best, mate. Thanks very much, and hopefully at some point you'll get to go home. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. I will. If not, I'll I'll go buy dinghy and start paddling home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I used to, I actually have cancelled my AA subscription. Um, I've replaced it with the RNLI. So <laughs> you can't um, get me my lifeboat, Chris, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. All the best, mate. Have a good one. Take care. Yeah. Take care. Cheers. Bye bye. So thanks to Brad. Um, and here, whoops, here we go. Um, what is, where, where am I going to be? Well, let me tell you where I'm going to be. I'm going to be on Sky Blues Fan TV about eight o'clock. I think the show starts at half seven. I'm going to be on at eight o'clock uh, discussing uh, yesterday's game. Hopefully they'll be nice to me. Uh, I, was I was nice to theirs. And if you've missed our review, that was on before uh, this, so you can catch that on on the uh, on the YouTube channel LTID TV One. But uh, for the our next show, uh, this is going to be tomorrow night. It's going to be at seven o'clock. Myself, Kate, and um, Dave. So God knows where the conversation will end up uh, with Let's Talk Leicester. And don't forget Tuesdays. If you're not doing anything, go over to the BBC uh, website, bbc.com forward slash. LCFC, and you'll be able to read the fans' voice, which is 
I've got to write it first of all, though, because I haven't written it yet. <laughs> but uh, maybe come over and give me some uh, moral support at uh, Sky Blues Fans TV. Uh, I should be going on there about eight o'clock. Thanks very much to Brad. Thanks so much to Ant. Check out both those channels. The both links are in the description below. And I will see you. Uh, oh, and also, if you're sorry, if you have been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much for doing that. Much appreciated. I'll see you tomorrow. And uh, stay safe. Enjoy what's left of your weekend. Goodbye. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.